0: Thank you.
1: I was realizing, even though we've had our guest on the show before, it was kind of unsanctioned. You know, we went rogue. We do have a policy on this show to only have Millie Maker winners on, you know, Whistles Go Woo, RBX88. But Osimo, you finally earned your stripes. You finally earned your spot on LULZ.
2: Welcome to the show thanks man it feels good to be official, officially like welcome on the podcast because there was something weird about the last times I was on
1: well there's generally <laughs> always something really weird uh, I mean <laughs> what you came on the last time was what we did the MMA hang
2: no yep.
1: you were in Miami for that right uh yeah yeah uh, and uh, tell us tell us about the the big win the the celebration did it feel like a monkey off your back
2: well uh yeah after i won the uh sexiest male dfs player of the year like uh, that i mean that was the day to remember that's for sure like popping bottles like <laughs> that, that was probably my career highlight
1: The thing is, is like we tried to get a budget together to send a camera crew over, kind of shoot a documentary about our panelists for Most Sexiest Man of the Year. And uh, we just we just couldn't quite pull it off. So I guess only DraftKings has the funds for that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, I don't know how DraftKings does it, man. Like uh, you'd think that there would be TV shows about DFS players everywhere because like everywhere everyone wants to make DFS content. Like it is not that hard to like all get together in a house. That's right.
1: Uh, did did DraftKings scramble after doing all that uh, filming with you and be like, "Shit, now we won the million. We got We got to send someone back out there and get some more footage."
2: No, they they haven't really done anything with it yet. But uh, uh, the guys running the web series like texted me, congrat- congratulating me. But yeah, it's like my story arc uh, like isn't gonna make any sense now.
3: <laughs> yeah. The, the did you? Did you did you joke? Be honest. Did you joke about being the sexiest man alive with your with your new wife?
2: Sure, <laughs> I was the sexiest man. Oh, you didn't <laughs> even <were, laughs> so That wasn't news <laughs> of
1: her. Yeah, just old old news, old news. <laughs> um, what, so what else? What else is new with you? The se- season winding down for you, or there, there's no such thing as seasons winding down. It just all blurs together.
2: So I think the big thing for me is this year I'm, I'm making a little bit of a pivot like personally where like obviously uh, like I do a lot with awesome.com and then like the DFS playing was a little bit of a, a side hustle. So I'm like trying to scale a little bit back with my DFS playing just to carve out some more space to, to just live a normal life. Wow, this is like you announcing like
1: a semi-retirement. You're stepping back from doing projections for every single slate.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I I mean, we have a team that that helps with that, but uh, I do it like a few days a week uh, for each sport. And, um, I I mean, I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing with that, but it's more just that, like, especially with the NBA, like, I I know you guys know the life uh, where... Go off, King you're kind of just tied to your computer, like, for three hours, four hours, I guess, hour before lock and the three hours after lock, and you can't really do anything. It's a real, uh, it's a drag, man. You can't really, like, have fun, like, during those times. Like, you gotta always be able to swap, so, uh, I'm hoping to, especially recently, it's been really bad where, like, just slay scratches all the time, so I'm hoping that, uh, I can de-stress a little bit. Brian, do you get excited?
1: Yeah, when today, you hear, was, uh... today was the worst. Yeah. What What today happened today?
3: To nah, there was just a bunch of guys getting, getting scratched all over the place. Um, yeah, man. What if they go back to the old way where they just
2: got rid of late swap for NBA? I mean, I love that. Like That was part of how I have a wife. Is I never <laughs> during the season where there was no late swap. I remember she said like uh, like there was this one day we had where um, she was only free on like Sunday or something. So it's <laughs> like, oh, I gotta make this work. It was like during the day, I was like, I can only hang out till 4 p.m. And it really threw her off that I was like so strict to my schedule, just like having huh. to be like uh, at home at a certain time and stuff. So like it would have been a lot harder if like every single night, Like you're on a date and then you're like, oh, shit. Like (laughs) uh, Norvell Pell is out. I got a late spot. Just hang on for five minutes here.
1: (laughs) I was like I was trying to schedule something uh, for Saturday and they were asking my free time. And, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, I I was the cash game king. So I haven't been in these showdown streets for a while. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm free except for from, you know, 2.30 2.30 to 3.30 and before 7.30 to 8.30 because I was like, I got to get back in these showdown streets for the playoffs. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're all used to, you know, having to schedule around our, our super important DFS lock times.
2: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Uh, it, it can be a little bit of a grind.
1: Um, Brian, though, does that make you, you, you lick in your chops when you hear Osmo awesome, oh, isn't going to be playing as much uh, DFS?
3: <clears throat> that, I mean, and every little bit helps, I guess, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> I don't know you gotta you gotta have. Uh, I want to see Alex up number one. That's gonna be weird if Alex is number one constantly. <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna go on vacation. Whoa. But I know that. that Brian that doesn't go on crazy. vacations. That's your bit. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna go like during the week to Florida. My buddy's down there. and My brother's down there. A couple weeks. Are you? Are you not gonna play
2: DFS at all?
3: I can I don't think I can. Like. I have everything on these, these gigantic PCs now. Like, I don't think a laptop could even handle it.
2: Dude, you gotta um, get a team viewer, man.
3: <laughs> I, I was thinking about it. I've done that before. Um, maybe I will do that. Maybe it won't be a vacation.
4: Alex just single handedly
3: ruined his
1: vacation.
3: I don't know how I could do that. It's like eight days straight or whatever. Um, oh, man in ufc i want i want to watch and gamble on ufc i gotta do something i'll probably take most of the days off right go go in the ocean and stuff the boat whatever (laughs) and I'm i'm sure a few of those days
1: you took off a week right on your on your honeymoon do you have any tips for going through withdrawals for brian here if he takes this plunge
2: yeah i mean what i did uh like especially being on a honeymoon like we didn't really like have much going on during the days. we are just hanging out by the pool. So I spent a lot of the time, uh, on NFTs.
1: Okay. You just shifted your, your focus.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's like, you're just at the pool, like nothing's going on. Like how about an NBA top shot?
1: Yeah. Was, I can't, Brian, do you see that? Maybe you make your pivot, you get the MetaMask so on your mobile browser and just start blasting <laughs> off. <laughs>
3: yeah at the bar we'll be at the bar you know
1: hey good to see
3: you yeah anyways <laughs> oh my god sam merrill <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh osmar are you you're still it seems like you're still pretty active in the in the top shot stuff
2: yeah i mean i uh i've always thought it's a cool concept and the execution has gotten better recently like they started doing this thing where like they're like really trying to get you to buy like complete sets i've been trying to do that but it's like i i I, the way i like to to do it is i I like to have the moments that is actually like a memorable like basketball play and that kind of takes away from that but you know whatever It's I opened my first
1: NFL all day pack. I opened it on uh, club top shot last night and it was, it's funny. You know, I opened the NBA top shot packs. I barely know the names have no emotional connection. I'm opening up the week 17 all day packs and I'm like triggered by every moment. It's like, Oh, Antoine Wesley. I had 35% Rondell Moore in best ball. And this is the guy who cucked him. Oh, then it's a Cedric Wilson touchdown and I needed Michael Gallup in my (laughs) underdog lineup. That was top 10. It's just like every moment just brings back horrible memories. I was like, maybe I don't, like being as close to the material as i would (laughs) otherwise
2: yeah especially like the week 17 ones like i feel like in any nfl week there aren't that many like very memorable plays so especially week 17 i feel like those dignity
1: yeah and i like i got an aaron jones one uh and i'm like oh sweet you know aaron jones cool player I'm waiting for him to break off the touchdown run and then he just gets tackled like 15 (laughs) yards, like a 15 yard run. I was like, okay. All right. So yeah, I got, I got blue balled hard there. I, I, my, like, I just wish they would have, um, I wish they would just, and I think you've said this for basketball too, with like the moments just being cooler, like just curate it more. Like we're willing to wait like for the Mm -hmm. end of the season, give me the top 50 moments from, this year, and then we can actually be excited about them instead of just putting shit out there.
2: Yeah, like, one of the things that I've been, like, really wanting on on these NFT projects is, like, after a certain number of different ones, they all start to look the same, and I wish there was some, like, thing that, like, made them stand out a little bit more. Like, maybe they, like, call the play, like, name the moments or something. Like, instead of... 40 LeBron moments maybe there's like oh this one's the no luck three and this one's like the tribute dunk and it just seems like like maybe like some of them would be a lot more memorable if if they're attached to some sort of like name
1: yeah because people give everyone calls it the Kobe dunk or or whatever but to have it more as like an official naming convention
2: well yeah I mean like that it's just like. They just, like, say, like, two-pointer or, like, three-pointer yeah. block. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't really tell you what the play was, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you need some fly slamajamas in there or yeah. something like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they were making them, they were printing them too fast, minning them, yeah. them too fast to, like, wait for the good, to, to, like, look through the whole season's worth of stuff.
2: They were, well, just, they were just pumping them out there for a little bit it's not a problem. I feel like the good stuff like stands out. It just doesn't right now where like, I think the idea is like most of them aren't valuable and they are able to make more money that way. But like the execution, they just don't like highlight the good ones enough.
1: It'd also be cool if they did some stuff where, you know, we think of, you know, DFS players, like you, you know, you take down say an NBA tournament and you know, previously you buy a jersey or something like that but say there was the moment that sealed it for you the rebound the steel that put you over the top and there was some kind of thing where you could actually request a moment like if you were able to then oh. have that steel minted because to you that's the one that like sealed the gpp when like some kind of requesting stuff i think could be really cool too
2: yeah that'd be really interesting like uh that one would be funny because like only one person can win a GPP at night, so it probably yeah. wouldn't have much resale value. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It'd be truly for the collector Uh yeah. only. Yeah. I, I kind
3: of like the some of the projects, the NFT projects out there that, that like, um what is it? I don't know what they're called. Like, It's like they mint babies or whatever, so, like, when the next series comes out, like, if you're an original holder and you still have it, like, you get something. Yeah. I, that would be cool. Like, you could, like, so, like, two years from now, you randomly can get uh, let's if LeBron's still playing in the league, a uh, LeBron, and that's in without even knowing it was released. You just go into your account one day, you're like, oh shit, I got a, I got a freaking LeBron moment just randomly because I bought this this Top Shot five years ago or whatever. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah or like if if they if they didn't have a direct partnership with the NBA and could do more rogue stuff like we own a Jokic Cosmic what if we got airdrop you know Jokic shoving one of the Morris brothers like as part <laughs> of like you you're already a big time Jokic investor so now you get this uh, other piece of Jokic lore
2: Yeah totally I think uh, they're trying to do more cool. of that like they had this Steph Curry challenge where you needed a bunch of Steph Curry moments to get like this mm-hmm. new one and then they have like sets that you get airdrop stuff if you have them. But like uh, it, it's definitely a cool concept. Have you? Remember when oh, Sam Merrill was going for like $23? <laughs> yeah. well, moment... like... Sorry, bro. You're yeah. lying a little bit. But uh, that, that moment actually is really cool because the Milwaukee Bucks set a record for the most three-pointers in a game. So it was, like, really funny because by the end of the game, the score was so many three-pointers. it's like, the end of the bench guy that, that set the record. I think really that was nice. the argument back then, too. It's like, no, 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 it's a good moment.
3: It's it's worth $18. Like, <laughs> I feel like this isn't going to be worth $18 forever.
4: Do you guys <laughs> but, think it'll
3: ever – you know how, like, there's some collections out there, like, uh, I don't know, like, like Magic the Gathering or something, like Pokemon or some of those like – apparently those cards go for tons of money. Like – I imagine like the, even the worst one of the original series is probably worth something do you think that yeah. isn't the future for top shot at all like that sam merrill might 20 years from now be worth 25 bucks again i feel like
1: it would have to like one of the sets becoming super iconic you know like cosmic you know if you had one of those one or two of those moments that just became you know million dollar valuation and then it's like oh i just want to be in the orbit of this collection and just say I have a cosmic. So I have a piece and it's like, I don't even give a shit who the player of the moment is. I just want to be able to say I own a cosmic. I almost feel it's like the branding of the set would have to become, you know, so special to people for that to happen. Um, Alex, have you ever thought like with Osmo stuff, like branching, like a, uh, another spinoff, uh, with the site and doing mm-hmm. NFT analytics or doing top shot stuff. Uh, has that crossed your mind?
2: Definitely, yeah. Uh, we had discussions about it uh, when Top Shot was kind of going off in February, and then the enthusiasm ran out like really fast <laughs> after it went down. So that was kind of what happened. But I think uh, they, like Top Shot does some cool stuff uh, with their flash challenges. That's kind of relevant to what we do with like modeling, and then it's so rare for soccer like. They have some really nice like NFT games, but uh, DraftKings also, they're planning to jump into the NFL streets in NFT this coming season, I think, because they have the partnership with the NFL Players Association. So I think that could be really big.
1: Yeah, I feel like I, I was talking to my buddy, Mike, uh, who does the team hold stuff, and I know he's been you know, really getting into the Flash Challenge stuff and kind of playing the market uh, ahead of time and like looking at projections to see, okay, who, what bench players could be the top scoring bench players tonight. I feel like with really good protect projections, you could have a, a nice edge on stuff like
2: that. Yeah, totally. I mean, there was uh there was this one challenge where this Anthony Simons moment went from like 500 to like $3,000 because he was on top of the challenge. And there was like so few rares that he had for, so like the, the potential is there. Like, I, I think, uh, like trying to flip for profit it, I, I don't personally like want to do that that much because it just seems like you're grifting a little bit but it, i like the gamble side of it where you're like kind of gambling that these guys are going to win the challenge and then you can get paid off or just go bust look at this guy <laughs> with a heart of
1: gold doesn't want to be dumping on other people after uh, securing these moments you're too
2: nice asima yeah, and you can see it in my account value, <laughs> or the account, your, the, the account profit, I mean. Are
3: you still a big, are you a big, you got a big bag you're holding still?
2: Oh, man. Yeah, I got, I got <laughs> a big bag. <laughs>
3: that looked painful we
1: did on the award show last week i'm sure you saw you know best top shot purchase i did do some back of the napkin math and said you had 50 luka donkic cool cats was i over or under that
2: i think i had exactly 50 (laughs) and like dude that one's so tilting because okay so like no one at the time wanted to do this lamello challenge and then now Lamelo is worth like the three thousand dollars that I was kind of like expecting it would be. So <clears throat> I got I got totally hosed there. <laughs> uh,
1: this was uh it was the Osimo uh <laughs> holiday gift here. Look at cool cats, everyone gathers around what are they uh, worth gets
3: what are they worth right now? I haven't looked I haven't even looked at the marketplace in a while. That's a good question. Anyone um, anyone, good anyone know? Question. I know that a Jokic the Jokic Cosmics aren't exactly flying off the shelf. I know that. Are we low-ask uh, or did
1: we get undercut? We got undercut. Uh, so it looks I, like I, the Luca, Luca Cool Cat... Oh, wow. So 870, I see, is low-ask?
2: Yeah, that's, like, about what it was when uh, the challenge ended. So, like, 9 of the, Mellos, the um <clears throat> the... Um, bottleneck? Bottleneck, yeah. So... Uh, the thing that sucks is, like, they they hyped up this moment so much, and then the, like, actual play was kind of, like, not that uh, thrilling. So I think that was a big part of why the enthusiasm was, kind of ran out.
1: Yeah, I feel like the, the LaMelo stuff, because, of course, his debut moment was the super weak assist with Gordon Hayward. And then I felt I have another – it was the LaMelo – it's the Lamelo like bowling full court pass was oh, like yeah. the badass Lamelo moment.
2: The MGLE or whatever.
1: Yes, right? yes, and I do have one of those, and I'm like, to me, that's quintessential Lamelo ball. And sometimes, like when you get a valuable moment, I want it to be like quintessentially that player.
2: Oh yeah, totally. Like, like that one was cool. Like, did you get an airdrop or did you? Yeah, to buy
1: it? I got. I binked the uh, the airdrop in some kind of contest
2: or whatever. I forget. Yeah, because those they didn't, they didn't release them in packs. So it was all airdrops, so that was pretty cool. But I, I didn't get one. <laughs> Although I'm trying to
1: see now where the floor is. Do you at have to it. claim it the
3: airdrops? Up. I didn't look at anything.
1: Um, uh, I for I legit can't even remember how I got this one. It's been so long. Uh, yeah, it's it's at two thousand. Um, right now. Um, but yeah, the uh, I feel like. Yeah, I was more bummed just that like, all right, you have your growing pains with Top Shot, but I just hoped that some of the moment stuff would have been smoothed out for NFL um, and given us really premium moments, but I don't know, maybe we can keep our fingers crossed.
2: <laughs> well, the, the weird thing about the NFL one is that they would have moments for these guys that were legendary and those guys that barely played this year, you know, like, uh, Jakeem Grant was one on the Bears where this guy is probably like the fifth wide receiver on the team. Like, I don't know if Bears fans are like that big a fan of like the team that they're going to want that as opposed to like a weaker moment from like a more popular player.
1: Yeah, I would have bought a Jakeem <laughs> Grant uh, right after that one showdown game. I think it was Packers <laughs> uh, Bears and he had a he had a pretty monster game. that's how they need to get you they need to get us dfs players when we you know have an affinity for one of these guys helping us win money and then we're ready to add it to the collection
2: well i always thought that um you should be able to make an nft of your lineup and then uh well actually no i I think um my my idea was you should be able to print out your lineup and get athletes to sign it or something like it's not an nft thing but i think that would be pretty. Well, I don't know if you saw, I mean, we
1: were doing it earlier. So what the uh, owner's club is doing with their playoff packs and it's, it's sweet because you buy the pack for $20, you get 20 uh, cards in it, and then you set your lineup with your 12 that you want for the best ball contest. And then you mint it. And so there's like three levels to it. There's like the pack lottery, you get to open it. Then there's the strategy of like setting your lineup up, figuring what correlations you want. And then there's the secondary marketplace where If you're doing well, you could go list it for $500, see if someone thinks the EV of it it is greater. So I'm having fun with that kind of concept too, of like, and that'd be so fun even for like DFS season long best ball lineups of like, if someone wants to offer you a cash out button for it, like that'd be a pretty good, you know, math problem to try to solve for.
3: What about, what about like a um, a ring? You know, like you get a ring if you win a Super Bowl. So like you get, you know, whatever, an NFT of your winning lineup. And then when the guy goes broke, just like in real life with the rings, it goes on the market. You know, they got to make some money back. You got to sell your Millie, your Millie winner <laughs> NFT they need.
1: That would be heartbreaking. You go so busto that you have to sell your uh, your Millie maker ring? Yeah.
3: You get like Mike Mattisau's, uh bracelet, you know, you get like Alex Baker's Millie NFT.
2: <laughs> Alex is going to go broke. It's crazy when you like win one of these millie makers. Like you get part of like you get invited to like a special club, and they send you gifts and stuff. We're not supposed to talk about that. Oh Oh, yeah,
1: no, I'm. I'm still. I think my DK rep is uh, currently upset with me because uh, I asked for a 400 man double up rake free contest, and it didn't fill this weekend. So they had to eat a lot of cash game (laughs) king overlay this week. Do they have like
3: check boxes like unchecked? Allow wife to play an extra one hundred and fifty. You know, after you get in this club, they're like, "Oh, I got to uncheck this for you." Here, you're good now. You're three hundred. Well,
2: the the best perk is the super late swap, where you can uh, you can swap after the game starts, <laughs> up to five
1: minutes after the game starts.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: oh, Brian, this reminds me. Talk talk to us about your new uh, the the sports betting HUD that you uh, you rolled out. Uh, today
3: yeah yeah new new in quotes new it's been i've been working on it for a while but like working with developers takes alex probably knows full well although he's got in-house guys but um takes forever and so like i felt like it was good enough for like to send a tweet out at least finally and it's pretty simple just overlay stats like i don't know about you guys but i always was annoyed by like going in between um my tweet probably that that needs to be updated too <laughs> My web guy's <laughs> on different time zone than me, though. Um, if you go to my tweet, you probably see more uh, more accurate, up to date stuff. Um, but like going in between, like like Alex has like an ROI chart. You go to his ROI chart and you're like, okay, 10% or his page. And then you have to go back over to the site and then go back and forth. And it's like, okay, how long have these been updated? Like, was there, an, especially in the N- NBA, we're just talking about all the injuries. And you can see here, like Alex updated 10 minutes there when I downloaded that so like you could get it up there, you know, as fresh and easy to read. Um, and no offense, Alex, but people do subscribe to more than one site, you know? So like (laughs) some people like looking at other people's numbers and comparing those
2: too. So I figured,
4: uh, I did it actually originally.
2: Um, sexiest DFS male player. I'm well aware that people, uh, they aren't committed.
1: (laughs) people are in uh non-monogamous aggregated relationships is that what you're saying Asuma. that's, uh, that's <laughs>
2: about the, the best way i've heard it put, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and but yeah but yeah it was when i
3: when i first started doing my own props pete it was like annoying to even look at my own stuff and i'm like yeah. no one's gonna want to even use these because it's so so annoying and then but you guys uh, uh you know everyone who used to play poker before. Before it was shut down, there was uh, um, these, like, stat huds where you could see, like, your opponent's stats and track their play and see their pip and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this should be something like this for sports betting. Um, and, like, you know, props are beatable. All this information is really valuable, so it's not like some some scammy, you know, guy s- selling picks for five minutes before an NFL side tips off. You know what I mean? We, we, you can't possibly have an edge. So, like... I don't know. It made sense to me.
1: Yeah. It, uh, I think it makes a ton of sense. And that is like one of the hardest things of like, you're, you're looking at projections and then trying to go, go line by line. You're control effing, trying to compare stuff. It, it definitely is difficult. Um, speaking of that, that also reminds me, did you guys see the stuff with the Draymond Green DraftKings props the other, the other night? Did you see that?
2: Yeah. I heard the FanDuel like paid them out. Like, cause, uh, Okay, and then DraftKings was trying to argue that they shouldn't be liable for people who did these like single game parlays on all the unders or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, did you hear about this, Brian?
3: <laughs> I did. Yeah, but keep keep going if you guys have more to say.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to yeah. set it up and just see it. yeah, because basically it was some su- people took all these Draymond Green unders because they knew he was just kind of ceremoniously starting because of Clay's return but wasn't actually going to play it all and so what they just sliced and diced it every way and was just hit we're hitting these massive parlays
2: yeah it's interesting because i've seen a lot of people do these crazy parlays with like Sabonis under points the under assists and rebounds and then like you actually get crazy odds like 40 to 1 or something and then if there's some injury or something then you win big so I've seen a bunch of people like posting on Twitter about stuff like that. And then there was this one where like they told you ahead of time, this is what was going to happen. So uh, uh, that was pretty cool uh, that some guys took advantage of that opportunity. Of course, if it gets voided, like what, what can you expect? All right.
1: Yeah. I heard some guys who had like legit six figure scores on that. And I'm like, I'd be willing to be banned from sports books (laughs) for a quick six figure score there. (laughs)
2: Um, yeah, but it did, yeah. it
1: did seem like they were trying to wiggle out of it at first, even though, I mean, as it was posted, they clearly should have been on the hook for it.
2: Well, did the DraftKings end up paying out? I'm pretty sure they did from they what did. I saw. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, like they probably didn't have to, but I assume that like the, the negative publicity is worse than just the amount they have to pay.
1: It's hard to, because it's like, you know, right. Like this is why people do prop bets and stuff like, right. You're trying to find an edge and then push it to the yeah. max. And then, you know, the sports book is like, well, this is why we don't want to offer up all of these crazy lines is because we don't have the time to monitor it to the extent that it makes it worth it for us. And so that we get beat now, we don't want to offer. It's just like a bad cycle that I think it always ends up in.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like uh, I think the sports books have a good point here because like, say, you're you're betting on like the winner of the MVP, right? And then uh, there's a, a tweet from Schefter. Okay, like uh, Jokic is the MVP, and then like a minute later, you bet on Jokic to win MVP. Like that's not really like outsmarting the sports books.
3: <laughs> he could be he could be wrong. <clears throat> <That's
2: great.
3: laughs> it is still yeah. slightly a gamble, but that's it's honestly something that people really need to think about before they start betting props, using Alex's stuff or whoever's is you kind of got to make a decision, like how you're going to, how long you want to last and then like make a game plan for it. Like if you, because if you watch, if you watch live before lock, you know, Alex's awesome um, shows, someone gets ruled out, right? The first thing Luffy says or, or Greg says, or whoever, they're like, oh, let's hit those props. Let's hit the over on this guy, which is good. It's smart. It's plus EV, but like you're steam chasing and like that
0: might. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
4: Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Put red flags on you, and I'm not no. saying they shouldn't say that.
3: Like that's their job to say that, but I'm saying you as the better you might want to like, I don't know, like maybe this isn't the spot. Like if you want to last longer and like, you know, at least throw them a bone, bet some sides and totals or MMA matches and stuff. Like when you're going out with friends and watching, I don't know, that's what I do. And I know, cause I do know some guys who are still alive, uh, who like gamble everything i don't want to say their name but they're making pretty good money on props betting lots where you would get limited normally because they have so much action on the other side you guys probably know who i'm talking about but don't say it because we don't want them getting getting uh booted but um i honestly so, like, don't you have know, to think man. about it
2: can, can you tell me after the stream i will <laughs> tell you that. but yeah i agree like um like betting like right after news breaks it just seems like you're gonna get banned pretty quick because it's like really transparent what you're doing but it is profitable so it's kind of a give and take there uh mm-hmm. but it, like it, i guess like the books don't even really care about that they just care are you winning or are you not and then if you if you are beating the lines then you get limited so this is how it goes right now I'm yeah,
3: I mean, but you, you can try. You can try stuff like, like maybe do like you know whatever. Get a ratio down where you're like betting some regular bet for every good obvious bet. You know you're doing so then you can maybe bet some, get some steam in there occasionally, and but like keep track of it. And then like you know, it doesn't have to be the same site every time. So like if you if you're not betting on FanDuel, like then you don't need to bet. You know you don't need to to screw with them. But like then if you only do FanDuel props all week or three weeks in a row. It's like you're just asking for it.
1: Brian said he was going on vacation, but he's actually going to save his sportsbook account. <laughs> he's just going to be blasting off drunk from the beach to really throw them off on the scent. It's actually a business trip, Brian.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it off if I can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, so what do you – you're going to play a, a bunch of golf, I assume?
3: No. Uh, no. I, actually I, – Maybe we will play golf, but that wasn't the plan. Nah, oh, just like okay. get a boat day, uh, just go to the bars. I know one of our other buddies is down there too. Probably hang out with him one night. Um, how, do you, how
2: are you going to go to the bar,
3: man? Are you going to bring your laptop there? This is a problem for me. <laughs> I mean, TeamViewer is an option now. Now TeamViewer is an option. I don't trust my laptop.
1: I want to see a photo of Brian, like at some, you know margaritaville bar with just like full-on monitors over there wearing a, a tommy Bahama shirt you know just running the sims that's what i, want I have a
3: usb to the playoff game like i take over the playoff tv at the bar sorry guys i need a larger screen for this
1: <laughs> they're like why am i watching the matrix uh, on the corner up here so brian's just running the sims he does it every time
3: you know what i'm doing this weekend ice fishing pete
1: oh boy Get out your gloves. You're probably going to be so bundled up. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> have you ever ice fished in your life, Pete?
1: Oh, man. Every day. I get up at 4 a.m., head down to the Charles River behind my house, and I get out there <laughs> drilling holes in, seeing what kind of fucked up carp I can pull out of there. Uh, no, I have it, Brian. Where Are you going on, uh, what is it, Lake Michigan?
3: No, just the lake, the lake my house is on. Okay. Um yeah, got a bought a tent, bought nugger. Ready to go, ready to roll. I don't know. I'll probably last about forty-five minutes. I'm like, all right. Are you going solo or with friends? No, nah, one of my brothers is coming and one of our buddies. Let's do three man. What
1: do you set uh Mock Levin's coming? Um <laughs> do, you, do you do you set up like a tent? Like what what's the kind of like camp out situation here?
3: Yeah. You don't need one, but yeah, set up a tent. You can bring a heater, but bring it in your tent if you want. But you don't TV have to ear. have one. And like, If you really want to be lazy about it, you can just drill a hole and put one of these tip-ups on there. It's just like got this automated, you just put a hook on it, and then when it catches the fish, it tips up a flag, and then you go out there and get it.
1: There you go. Um, the the like chat's going is, wild for ice fishing here.
2: This sounds like there we go. a, a cover story.
1: You're you're not buying it?
2: No, I don't buy this at all, man. Like, like this sounds so sketchy. Like, what kind <laughs> of like like uh, illegal activities are you getting into? <laughs> yeah, I'm going ice fishing.
3: Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll post some pics on Twitter. I'll yeah, you bit. said Mac Lovin was going to be there. <laughs> yeah, Mac Lovin said he's going to bring his buddy. <laughs> says, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. And like. <laughs> Like, how did you guys get all the fish?
1: How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, uh, you know, Brian, you know, you know, truthfully, he was feeling a little jealous getting left out of the Let's Goat miniseries. And so <laughs> he bootstrapped his own. It's him, Mock Ma- Ma- and the Chipotle bros. They're going out there to ice fish and-, and film it all. I mean, that that would be good content. Honestly, it would be great content.
2: I mean, there's a, a remarkable lack of ice fishing content on <laughs> TV nowadays. You know,
1: I mean, how many times do I just have to sit in my lazy boy and flip through the channels? No ice fishing, no ice fishing. I mean, it's it's absolutely brutal. Um, this is like I kind of feel the same way. Ice fishing sounds like the worst combination of comfort in entertainment, <laughs> which is a pretty good take.
3: <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I'm I'm that's trying why, to do something.
1: All
2: right. Guys? We don't believe you doing it. I
3: know. I don't believe in myself. Honestly, I don't blame you. <laughs>
1: No, you're right, because I give you a hard time about just always being inside, not going on vacation. And then here Brian tells us he's going on vacation, going ice fishing. We just mercifully make fun of him for (laughs) it. (laughs) No, Brian, go. you're going to smell the roses. You get your hand in the dirt, get your hand in the ice.
3: We'll we'll see how long I last. I'm going to try to do it Friday and then Saturday before the games.
1: Well, here's what I mean. With any kind of snow activities, I mean, the dream is you come back to the hot tub, and and I, if I recall correctly, you got. No, the hot I didn't tub. fucking
3: think about that.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I might have to do that. There you go. Ice fishing You're in coming. the hot tub. Now that's a nice little day right there.
3: I might actually just let those guys go fish, and I'll watch them from the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> that's like kind of vicariously. That's kind of ice fishing. Did you
1: have catch you invited- anything? <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you're bundled up out there <laughs> um what are have you invited alex to the to the lake house i don't think
3: i have alex have i no, i
2: need a i, I need, a, need a girlfriend it. i need a
1: okay brian's waiting so you can make it a proper double date but you could just invite little <laughs> bros bros day out on the lake
2: yeah, well, you're, you're well, more
3: close. than welcome We'll Both Pete ever comes you can come visit us too while we'll three hang nice. out
2: there. Oh uh a three man. Yeah,
1: I mean <laughs> talk about good content. The three of us in uh in Brian's uh, lake house for the weekend. We'll do I would love live to come out the from
3: summer. the hot tub. The three of us.
1: <laughs> oh my god. I can't. I can't even imagine. I truly can't even imagine Neil asking: Fishing gloves necessary, or do winter gloves suffice? Brian, this is the question.
2: uh Oh, I mean, uh, Neil being in Minnesota, I should uh, like know better than any of us.
1: <laughs> Brian, you're, we did you we lost. Did you, you hear my
3: response? I might have broke we up didn't. there.
1: We did. You went blank right when we asked you the question.
3: I said, touching fish is gross. I'm wearing fish gloves.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you'd need two layers, right? Like you'd need gloves for warmth and then over them, your, your little fish gloves. So you don't get all scaled up.
3: Yeah. It's gonna be tough and you need to be able to crack open the
1: beer somehow. That does seem like the best. I mean, the closest I've would gotten to that would probably be going to a, like a Patriots tailgate when it was, you know, like 15 degrees outside and like, just drinking enough alcohol until you forget that you're freezing cold is, is generally a a pretty good strategy. Let's see. Neil Mm -hmm. says I've been ice fishing once in my life and my goal was just to not catch any fish. So I wouldn't have to deal with them. There you Uh go. No, we need a We need Brian a, a photo with his, you know, what, like what, what, what fish are even out there when you're ice fishing, what kind of fish are you trying to get?
3: supposedly there's some there's some real big ones in there i haven't seen any but they have the regular ones like bass and carp and bluegill but they have um some pike and uh, someone said there's sturgeon in there i don't know if i believe that
2: i feel like you gotta feel bad for these fish because the water is probably pretty cold so maybe you get like a hot water bucket like give them all like a hot tub experience and throw them back right whoa sturgeon? That, that i just
3: chlorine okay
1: i just googled one of these sturgeons i mean brian if you pull one of these things out uh, you'll yeah. be a legend it's a fucking dinosaur i'm not that's not coming <laughs> <laughs> this looks like some loch ness monster shit right here yeah yeah they used Alex. to be
3: everywhere in michigan and around the lakes and they they were um hunted for their caviar in like the early 1900s to, to almost extinction so they're There's not a ton of them left. Holy
1: shit, dude. Look at this one.
3: They get Um, huge.
1: This is like a slightly blurry photo here. This this doesn't look real. Check this out. Are you fucking kidding me?
3: Yeah, they get enormous.
1: Brian, if you pull one of these out of the water, you'll go down as the greatest ice fishing DFS player of all time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: i gotta be top 10 already and i haven't even went that's incredible alex the fish fish is bigger than ben the better
1: (laughs) if you alex took on like a hobby like this you know a classic hobby i don't know painting figurines you know model trains what what do you think you would do to occupy your time
2: so uh hobbies was like I'm, i've always been a pretty big video gamer but that one's super lame so uh my other one is ping pong because uh, there's kind of a scene in chicago where you can go to the bar and they have ping pong tables i joined the league and met a few cool guys there and we just saw uh, play uh ping pong and and drink beers and stuff but the, the one thing it, it was really heavily impacted by covid so the scene's kind of dead right now but i'm hoping it picks back up
1: Now, when you meet normies uh, and you're playing ping pong, at what point do you float the idea of gambling on the ping pong? And and have you had that conversation?
2: So uh, it actually did happen like in the filming of this video, Chasing the Goat, where... They are like, we need to have you put a bunch of money on this this game. <laughs> and then like they, they pulled out these like four $100 bills and they're just like on the ping pong table. And, uh, Decorative
1: was, $100 bills.
2: Yeah. It, it, well, no, they're actually, they're like, we'll fund this. And I, I threw in a couple bucks because my buddy, his name is $2 Jimmy. So he had all these $2 bills. He's <laughs> like, how about we up these stakes? He pulled out some. I just pulled out a bunch of ones. Uh, and then he, he beat me, it was close, but then he he won $400. Uh, and I think that's the most anyone's ever won playing ping pong in one match. Hang on, I feel like we buried the lead. You have a friend
1: named $2 Jimmy that <laughs> walks around with $2 bills in his pocket at all times?
2: <laughs> yeah, he does, man. He's always giving them, uh, like, uh, <laughs> he was at my wedding, uh, and he gave... Uh, my wife's mom, a $2 bill and I've left a big impression. She's like, I remember this guy, $2 Jimmy.
1: (laughs) This is incredible. So he just has them for like all scenarios in life. Like anytime something comes up, he's like, just whips out a $2 bill.
2: (laughs) That's exactly what he does. Like, and uh, we, he's like the nicest guy and he's always like helping people out. And uh, we, we threw this birthday party for him at this ping pong bar and, we gave him a, a necklace of $2 bills as a <laughs> birthday present.
1: That is absolutely incredible. Would he, like, how far does he extend this bit? Does he like tip valets and bouncers $2 or like, what how does that work?
2: That, I, I don't know. I, 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 he's really generous. So I'd imagine if he gave him $2 bills, it'd be a lot of them.
1: <laughs> That's odd. Awesome. Like where, can you even go to a bank and request $2 bills? Like, I don't even know how that process. I did it for the,
2: for, for making this necklace. Yeah. I I got a fistful of them.
1: That's incredible. Man, yeah. a two dollar Jimmy. Have you ever talked about him before? Is this kind of the first the world is learning about this this individual?
2: He's he's well known in, in the Chicago streets.
3: Wow. Well if he makes a DFS account, he his name should he knows what to pick.
1: <laughs> he actually does play on he bets a lot on Sportsbook i was gonna say i mean just for like a gambler like a gambling name two dollar jimmy is just an absolute incredible name (laughs) um the chat is absolutely loving uh two dollar (laughs) jimmy neil wants to hear more uh lou saying he's the guy i better call saul i would not yeah what if it's like actually
3: really dark you know like two dollar jimmy he was convicted of murder shortly after this (laughs)
1: I would, I would hope it was like the other way that like he went El Busto and all he had was $2 left to his name and then he ran it up, ran it up to like a fortune and now everyone calls him, you know, $2 Jimmy.
2: Oh, that would be, yeah. I like that. Nope. Nobody really knows the full origin story of $2 Jimmy.
1: So do you think is any of that going to make the cut for that, that ping pong scene? Does he get introduced to, uh, to the viewers?
2: Well, the thing is, uh, like, they scrapped a lot of the footage, so I don't know if it's going to be in it. Like, it, it sucked because, like, they they wanted me to get together, like, a, a big crew to, like, hang out. And we, we played ping pong, and then we went and did karaoke. And uh, it was actually a really fun night. And we all, like, we stayed at the karaoke place, till, like, 2 a.m. It was, like, a Monday night or something crazy. Uh, And everyone just wanted to keep hanging out. It was was amazing. But, uh, yeah, like it just didn't make the cut, I guess. So, uh, uh, from what I understand, if they like make it a bigger series like they're saying that if shows get picked up, they usually just start from scratch and refilm everything. But, uh, I don't know. How many, how many total hours would you say you were filmed for
1: the, you know, for this entire series?
2: so they came out to Chicago for two days. So we filmed probably like, it was a good amount each day, like four or five hours. Uh, and then like me and Whistles and Big T went out to uh, Miami for three days. Uh, and then like most of the filming was over those two sessions. They also went out to, to Big T and Whistles hometowns. Uh, so those four film sessions. And then they did it a little bit at the final uh, but uh like not not a ton nice and uh
1: do you think like do you would you ever have access to some of that footage like when you say hey it didn't make the final cut but I'd love to post a clip of my buddy two dollar Jimmy on Twitter like would you ever be able to do that
2: damn I need to ask about that like maybe after episode three comes out because I think that might be. They're going to make one more episode, and then they're going to make a twenty-two minute pilot. And I think that's going to be the final iteration of this. So maybe after that, I can I can try to figure out if there's anything good that uh, didn't make it.
1: I, uh, I the reason I asked too is because I had so when I uh, or I should say Mans went and did the gambling Olympics, and they had a New York magazine writer and a New York Times slash magazine photographer come out and shoot the entire event. And Manns had gotten into the best shape of his life for this gambling Olympics <laughs> week. I mean, I'm talking like, it's never getting as good as it did then. And this guy just took pictures the whole weekend and it was so, so good. The article never comes out. For whatever reason, they paid for these guys to go out, cover it. And he's like a really good journalist. This guy who's the photographer, he he now, I follow him on Instagram. He goes and does Matthew McConaughey, George Clooney shoots, like the elite photographer. And I've DM'd him like, what's every two years? I'll DM him and be like, Hey, any chance those photos are ever going to get like released? And he's like, he's like, yeah, sorry. You know, New York Magazine kind of has the rights to those. And I'm not really at liberty to do anything with them until they like release them or whatever. So some of those things, you got to be careful. They can get locked into the vault for good.
2: Dude, it sounds like you, you treated this gambling Olympics like it was a wedding or something as far as like, getting <laughs> in did, the best shape of your life.
1: I did work harder to get in shape for the gambling Olympics than I did my own wedding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I wasn't. Sounds like it was worth it, though.
1: I wasn't running around with my shirt off for a New York Times photographer at my my own (laughs) wedding, though. So I I had more motivation. Um, But that's cool. So I I didn't realize the goal was to. Are they trying to like pitch it to like studios and stuff? I I thought I just assumed the goal was like an online web series, but it sounds like bigger aspirations.
2: I think so. Yeah, I think uh, from what I heard, DraftKings really liked it. So, I mean, DraftKings has a ton of resources and sway, so I'm not sure what that's going to lead to, but, uh, yeah, I think, like, they're just trying to, like, make something really cool and see what comes of it.
1: Yeah. That'd be pretty pretty badass to throw on Netflix there and uh and see my my chasing the goat uh episodes on there.
2: <laughs> Definitely, man. Like uh I, I feel like they're gonna replace me with like cooler people next season. So maybe you guys will be getting the call. <laughs> uh
1: you said cooler people. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know about that, but maybe we just take matters into our own hands. You have the contacts now or contacts and we say, Hey. Three of us are going up to Brian's Lake. We're going to do ice fishing, then do a live stream from his hot tub. We're going to get the team viewer and the HUDs out there. I mean, how do you not come and film that?
2: That, I mean, that sounds like a TV series right there. Like (laughs) a combination of fishing, DFS, and like hanging, like that's gold. Well,
1: Brian and I have like spitballed, um, Cause we had talked about the two months, 2 million thing with poker. And just like, if you could pull that off like a reality TV show for DFS players, but I just think it's so tough with how many people are married and have kids, like who's willing to go live in a house (laughs) for three, for three months and, and do that.
2: Well, I think the big difference is people like watch poker on TV and they've never really found like a way to translate fantasy into that kind of live experience. So I feel like that that's like a key thing that maybe needs to be figured
3: out two months, two million though those guys were online guys, and all they were doing was sitting on their computer and they somehow still made it a drama who would you okay. who would you guys put in that house we We briefly talked about this once before, but like what what like four d f s guys have to be in this house, you know like personality wise
2: Chris Randone, you guys mentioned. I thought he was a shoo-in.
1: Yeah, Randone's a shoo-in. I do feel like RBX eighty-eight is kind of perfect. Oh, he'd be um, good for the house. He just seems like someone that could go quickly from like making lineups to just being in the 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 you know the heart of the party within like seconds. That doesn't seem like a hard transition for him.
2: Um, who would be like a villain? Because you always need some drama. Like, who would be starting drama? <laughs> I mean
1: we, we get the chess is okay uh oh. mention. I mean oh, chess yeah. is okay in there would be pretty good.
2: That yeah that would be yeah, yeah. That, that would cause some drama.
1: Imagine like I'm imagining RVX88 like throwing a rager at the house and like chess coming out and telling him to like turn down the music and stuff while he's getting his 80 hours in and RVX88 just too drunk to even bother <laughs> with it. Uh, it sounds like just a classic college roommate. I'm situation. picturing
3: I'm picturing chess in the uh you know how they have like the, the booth that the guys go into and talk, right? Like yeah, he's a booth guy. He's in there just talking shit the whole <laughs> time, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think who else who else would be because th- the way that, that show would have to work, like I-, I didn't see two months, two million, but how did they make kind of like the high stakes element of it? Like, how did that translate? I guess the
3: drama, the drama of it all. Was that they had to make this amount of money in this specific time? So there's like a counter up there. Mm-hmm. They're going. You lost twenty thousand this day. Brian won twenty thousand. Blah blah blah. They're on pace for this. Like that's all the drama. So like you don't know if they're playing five ten or fifty hundred or whatever. They're playing. They're just playing no limit. Home. You don't even have to know anything about poker really to watch that show. And um, and the the whole drama was in their tally and and like oh that this guy went out last night. So he's not contributing so there's like a lot of conflict between the two you know a big problem with that would be with with some of these guys is how we sure they're gonna win <laughs> like, like, dude, you know what I mean you gotta put some really good players in there if you want to do a two month two million I
2: mean, I mean that, like that sounds like whistles go woo like he won three million makers this year so
1: what it well it's so funny good. you say that Brian Cause that could be like a subplot of it where it's like, well, yeah, man, there's, there's variants. Like I need a really long time horizon (laughs) to kind of showcase what a good player. And they're like, fine. All right. You're in here for three years until you finally could claw your way out and prove that you were a a plus EV DFS player.
3: RBX is blaming, uh, missing a slate for having too much sex on variants. Like good luck explaining (laughs) that one
1: i mean the the reality tv show producers would have a ton of fun with uh randone and rbx 88 they would they would make a meal out of that
3: yeah those two for sure i feel like we're missing some obvious guys who would be perfect in there
1: oh yeah alex just replied to this in the chat and i meant to pull this one up someone was asking your favorite uh
2: karaoke song so like for like for this uh documentary i guess there's two answers like in, out of a bar or something like uh one of my favorites is "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Astley. Have Rick roll people at at the bar, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for this uh, documentary, they had me sing. They they wanted a song that they didn't have to like buy rights to, so they had me sing a song from my old band called uh, "Wrong As You." Is like an emo song, so it was really funny because by the fourth, well, like they had us like do this shot like six times, and by the sixth time, like my buddies knew the words and like singing along and stuff. <laughs> Wait, did you? So did you have a karaoke
1: track of that old song?
2: Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't a karaoke track. It was just the the full track. I, uh, so I had the vocals in there, and I was kind of singing over the vocals
1: wow look at that DraftKings is willing to throw money in for a fake high stakes ping pong match but they're not going (laughs) to pony up for uh rick astley uh, copyright
2: Uh, they they had a huge budget though like because like they got us this yacht they um they actually like had us do these like shopping sprees that will be part of the next episode so you guys will see that um and uh yeah, I mean the, the budget was huge. I think it was just like kind of a pain in the ass to like go and get the rights. So they probably just don't want to deal with that. Um, that's that's okay, kinda like the
3: give or take of this is like you're gonna get the bigger budget with DraftKings, obviously, but you really want someone not affiliated with any of the sites producing it so they can take some more chances. Like DraftKings yeah. doesn't wanna see RBX eighty eight coming out of a
2: brothel, you know what I mean? And like
3: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, doing that shit.
2: I think there was some like constraints that they're faced with because of that. Yeah, like because um, I, I think uh, like they were like, they were very like uh focused on us all like hanging out and having a good time, and they're like cut of it. Where I feel like we were all like busting each other's balls uh, and stuff, and that didn't really make it to the episode. So, uh, yeah, yeah I think they were going from. I like just thought uh, more of a, a less risk taking right. approach for sure. Right, D- they don't want to like
3: portray a toxic environment, you know. <laughs> like, like everyone can play DFS. You, you, yeah, you really need someone like taking chances and making it making it fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, what if you watched it? And you're like, ah, I didn't realize Alex was such a bully. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, that's what we really need is you with Big T just kind of giving him a noogie there in the headlock. <laughs> God, I wish I could have come and helped produce that and just put you guys in uh, a million. Like I would have had like the Big T like, you know, walk downstairs in his bathrobe, but he's not wearing anything. So it's just completely pixelated and he does the, you know, the yawn there and you guys go, what, dude, come on, put on some clothes. I mean, we could have had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> that would have been good that would have been good yeah <laughs> um well alex uh congratulations on you know winning a millimaker maker but more importantly winning Wolves' sexiest dfs man of the year
2: thanks yeah that, that was kind of out of the left field i think i i got lucky because the real sexiest man or men in the dfs industry weren't part of the poll uh but uh, I'm going to accept it as, like, the official result, and thank you. I
1: would say, based on the engagement your acceptance tweet got, I mean, it seems pretty legit. I mean, people, I think people kind of understood that it was unquestioned.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I have always wanted to be an Instagram model, so this is it's not only been, like, kind of uh, a... A thing where I was like, "Oh, thank you guys, like, so much!" But it actually like kind of inspired me to to rekindle my uh, Instagram Alex Baker influencer. So maybe I'll have to start posting some more modeling pics on there. What is
1: uh, is this just your main account, or did you say you started another account? I,
2: I wanted to start an influencer account. For oh, a while. I see it here. And I, I like I started to like I was like maybe I'll do these product picks. Uh so like <laughs> one of them I, I did this like product demo of like eardrops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I can't believe I didn't even notice that you followed me and I hadn't hit you with the follow back. My bad, dude. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything,
2: but I appreciate it.
1: Look at this. Yeah. Now this is this is my so new
2: favorite. I don't have account an Instagram count, otherwise I'd follow if, you. If you click that one on the very bottom right, that was kind of like the idea is uh like I was going to tag these random brands and try to get them to like, pump these up. <laughs> well,
1: three likes. We're up to four now. You're well <laughs> on your way, Alex. <laughs> um, Brian, uh, anything else? People should obviously uh, check out the Sports Hut. I posted it in the chat. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Anything else on your end before you go uh, ice fishing um, and um, to Florida? I was up
3: to six followers on Gitter. I'm down to five. Had one had one, one person leave. So I want to get that up. World's number one DFS player on getter.
1: Wow. Am I the only one not, not trying to launch a career on another social media site? Goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, guys, we appreciate you hanging out. We are here every Wednesday night at 8 PM. Eastern audio version of the podcast. will go up in a bit as well. You can search for that on your podcast app of choice for Osmo for Brian. I'm Pete. We'll see you guys next time.
4: (laughs)